Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's C. Sparky. 5 for 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Timeout. This is broadcast live from the Wendy Studios. Just got myself a Frosty Chino. Got me some gift cards uh, for Christmas time and the holiday season to give away. You can do the same. Go to your local Wendy's today, and while you're there, get yourself a Peppermint Frosty. Time to talk some Bucks basketball. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores. Now, Ty Windus joins us, part of the Eurostep Podcast Network. And, of course, the Eurostep Podcast that him and Rohan do, talking Bucks basketball. Ball Bucks Warriors. Uh, I I can't remember the last time I've seen one team get teed up. What was it? Five times, like the Golden State Warriors did. Can you remember ever seeing a game like that and how that whole thing played out? I can't, and I think it's for good reason. I believe on the TNT broadcast they pulled up the last time a team had gotten five tees was Orlando in like 2012. So it's been a decade since we've seen a team get penalized for their frustration to that extent. You know the Bucks blow them out. And I'm sure that was kind of part of it, that they weren't having the success that they wanted. The other part of it was, I mean, to be honest, they just came across as a bunch of crybabies throughout that whole game, whether it be Curry or Draymond or whoever you want to point at. They were crying from tip, trying to get more calls than they were getting against Giannis and the Bucks, and it didn't work because they just kept getting teed up. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot that goes into this. The Warriors, I believe, are the worst free throw differential in the NBA. And I don't think it's any sort of a bias. I mean, they're the reigning champs. They play in a huge market. But they're not a physical basketball team on the offensive end, especially with Andrew Wiggins out, probably one of their more physical players. I mean, we see this with the Phoenix Suns from time to time, too, just like a team that relies on a lot of jump shooting and motion that just doesn't really get into the paint offensively. So, I think the physicality of the Bucks kind of overwhelmed Golden State for a while. They, I think maybe first quarter they had more text than free throws. They ended up with 19 by the end of the game. But the Bucks got 32, and, and they played Bucks basketball. They played physically. They also you know, played well. They built up a lead after a, a great Warriors start, and really the Bucks maintained it the whole rest of the game. Also, I think this is a Warriors team where there's outside frustration creeping in. The loss drops them to 2-12 and 12 on the road this season. I can't imagine that's got them feeling very good, and maybe that was kind of on the mind as well as they uh, felt that lead slipping away and started getting those texts. You know, the, the thing is, though, I think they've got the talent. I, you know, before the season started, I picked Bucks Warriors uh, for the finals, uh, and I'm not changing it just based on that game. You saw what they were able to do against Boston. I think it's just going to be a matter of time for these guys all to click. I think they are deep enough if their young guys, you know, can figure it out and play consistently. Kaminga has been that guy, but like a Wiseman who's still trying to work his way back in down in the G League and trying to work his way back now into the rotation for Golden State. They need some young guys to work, but I think they have enough talent to still make it work in Golden State. I think they do, but they they better really either make some roster moves or these young guys need to come along quickly. I mean, I just think the the drain of vets, you know, Gary Payton, um, Bielitsa, who just left, 
uh, Otto Porter, who's in Toronto. I mean, those guys really have not, not many of them not able to stay healthy or not making an impact around the NBA anyway this season. But I think Golden State still is missing them. I mean, Jermichael Green, Dante DiVincenzo, just not really giving them so far the same the same veteran presence, the same strong play. So Dante started out well, but ends up you know pretty inefficient night for him all told. So. I mean, I think those young guys coming along is going to be essential or some sort of a trade here to, to get some more immediate talent because right now it's Steph and Jordan Poole, who's not had a great season, and then Clay Thompson and just a lot of non-shooters. And I think you look at their spacing and the way the Bucks were able to send attention to those dangerous offensive players and really just figure out how to make up ground when the ball did get around just because it's not going to players who are able to make plays for Golden State. I think there's so much being asked of especially Steph, who's great, but Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson as well, that those guys are, are struggling on the whole because of it. I say Draymond Green. You say what? Um, lightning Rod. Uh, certainly not a popular player. Most places inside, sometimes, uh, I was going to say outside, also not always the most popular inside Warriors fandom as well. Um, I, I though, you know, the, the fan thing, who knows what that fan said. Generally, I'm going to side with the players. Like Draymond or not, I, I don't think he would just get a random fan toss for absolutely no reason, uh, but certainly a player who understandably a lot of people have a negative uh, perception of, and I think he does nothing to change or discourage that. So understandable why, why so many people were um, sure. immediately upset to see him involved in anything. And I'm not even talking about that. I'm just... When I look at Draymond Green, I think he's the highest paid role player in the NBA. And we just did a, a Green and Growing podcast, me, and I had Kyle Madsen on from the game in San Francisco. And we had this long conversation in our last Green and Growing podcast about Draymond Green and the fact that, you know, that whole Jordan Poole incident that happened when he slugged Jordan Poole wasn't really about Jordan Poole as much as it was the fact that they weren't paying him and they were paying this kid instead. And he can see the writing on the wall that his time is coming to an end in Golden State and nobody is going to pay him the money that he wants because he's not the guy that can you know win games for you offensively he is a glorified role player that's very good in the role he serves with a team that has a bunch of shooters around him and again as you pointed out Golden State doesn't have that as much anymore and and that's the one thing that drives me nuts because Draymond gets a lot of love from NBA players and so forth about how great he is, but he really is just a glorified role player that needs stars surrounding him for him to kind of be the best Draymond he can be. Yeah, I think one of the more complicated players in the league, given his his uneven skill set, we'll say. I mean, I remember he made a shot early, and I said, oh, that's probably going to be a third of Draymond's scoring. It ended up being 100% of his scoring. Yep. He only made the one shot. Um he, yeah, he's certainly the, the complicated thing with Draymond not getting that extension from Golden State is, as you mentioned, it's hard to see another team looking at him and thinking with, a, with cap space, right, that could pay him, which normally is bad teams. This is the missing piece. We're going to pay him a lot of money. There's a lot of smoke with him in the Lakers. He, he uh, prays at the altar of LeBron pretty publicly, we'll say. Um, but I, again, them too with Anthony Davis. I don't know about that fit. I think anyone could help the Lakers at this point, although they've been playing better. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that contract situation resolves. We'll say that. Let's talk about this Bucks basketball team. Now, Middleton back, kind of up and down, played well, I, I would say, against Golden State. Uh, 13 shot attempts in, in general, 20 points, four boards. 
three assists, and this offense is just going to get better and better. You know, Holiday missed that game because he was sick, but this offense is just going to continue to get better. They put up 128 without Drew Holiday. Yeah, and I think you got to point to Chris being back and making offense look a lot easier. And I think he could still be involved more, but understand he's still getting his feet wet. It was nice to see across the board, great offensive game. You know, three assists from him. He's been passing the ball really well. Three for six on twos, three for seven on threes, made all five of his free throws and got to the line five times, which is good. Second on the team for Chris. I think he's just going to help everyone so much. Giannis, you know, honestly stymied a little bit, but still ends up with 30 points because he's Giannis. But Bobby Portis, man, 11 for 15, only one miss from two. He is playing dominant basketball within the three-point arc and really around the painted area. That's a big deal. And I think any team that doesn't have the size to disrupt him He's going to be able to do that more and more. I'm really excited about the way the Bucks are, I think more than ever, unleashing him as a presence in the paint. That is a top six man to deal with after you're already a little banged up from dealing with the physicality of Giannis and Brooke Lopez to start the game. Big talking points, obviously, has been this whole Jay Crowder thing, uh, Grayson Allen's name being attached uh, to it, and rumors just keep flying here in the last week. I think there was another one out there about the Bucks being involved in a possible another three-team scenario involving Jay Crowder coming to Milwaukee. Allen obviously couldn't miss a shot last night. He was perfect from the field, which is great. He was broke the other night, uh, er, er, earlier in the week. Can they replace Grayson Allen with a Jay Crowder and this offense still be as good? Are they a better team with Jay Crowder instead of Grayson Allen? Because they're two different type of players. They're two really different type of players. I think the thing with – the reason I think they could be better, and really it, it's all, I think, Grayson. Even though he hasn't played, I think pretty comfortable with what the Bucks would get with Crowder, a, a big defensive-bodied wing who's going to hold up there. He's not a defensive player of the year guy, but I think he certainly is, is a better defender than, than Grayson Allen at this point. Uh, a much a streakier shooter. I mean, Grayson can be streaky as well, but middle's out to around 40%. Crowder is going to be below that almost certainly, especially with the seeming bucks tax on any incoming three-point shooter that seems to happen, which is very frustrating. But I think he's, Crowder still is going to give you points reliably. He's still going to score the ball, even if the threes aren't falling. So the offensive drop-off is there, and certainly with ball handling and, and shooting, but I, it's not entirely there. I don't know if they're better if you swap the two. Grayson has played pretty well outside of a couple of stinkers for most of this season. What I'm interested in now is, is there a way to get the salary up there without including Grayson to get Crowder? I don't know. I think that is a harder sell for other teams because I think despite maybe him not being the most popular player with other fan bases, I think front offices certainly recognize the value that Grayson Allen does provide on a reasonable contract. But could you package a Hill, Matthews, Wara combination to get up to that salary? You could. You couldn't make the trade for another month here. And also, it's taken away some, you know, you can squibble about how good they are, but some relied on vets in that Bucks locker room and in that rotation for sure. Um, so I don't know. I think the Bucks were, were certainly interested. It feels to me like the trade talk that got reported again was still about the last conversation. So we don't know if the Bucks are still interested, if they're still exploiting that or not, I, I think we'll probably see something maybe in the next month. It could even drag all the way to the deadline though. But I think Phoenix is still leaking about that to try and get this market moving so they can 
bring in an actual player instead of just a, a cap hit who's not helping their team at all. One last player I want to bring up uh, since the last time we talked, and he's just been unbelievable. I don't know if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, how this whole thing shapes out, but Brooke Lopez, you know, Giannis obviously is the MVP. I get all of that, but Brooke Lopez is about as instrumental to this team winning a championship as any player on this basketball team because of his rim protection and what he's able to do and then his ability to shoot the three-point shot, and he's doing that a little bit better this year too, I feel like, uh, watching him, is just so huge to this basketball team right now. Yeah, and I think there needs to be a formal investigation launched. There's no way Brooke only had two blocks last night. The stats, the stat sheet says yeah. two blocks. Certainly felt like more to me. I think his defense, uh, the one or two games where it looked like, oh, maybe he's a little bit off, but 90% of the Bucks games so far, he has been just a, a massive force for them defensively. And as you mentioned, he's been a lot more important offensively. I think the scoring slowed down a little bit, which is totally understandable given the weight he lifts for them defensively. But after a bad shooting game or two, he's one for two against the Warriors. So not a total fall off from them, from him we're seeing from deep. He is just so steady, so reliable. He's up near or if not at the top of games played for the Bucks this season, despite his age, which is, again, just really, really incredible. And all credit to Brooke for continuing to work on his game at, at his age and what he's already proven in the league, becoming a defensive stopper, a, a four spacer, an elite shooter, taking strides defensively and clearly taking care of his body to, you know, the, the highest degree possible, just based on the way he's playing after what he's gone through in the last year or so. There's no question that Brooke is, you know, a true professional's professional and really focused on helping this team win. Uh, and again, he's averaging almost three blocks a game right now, 2.9. That is just insane to me. That is a lot of block shots uh, game to game throughout the year. He has Ty Windish. Follow him on Twitter. Of course, Eurostep Podcast uh, Network as well. They have a Brewers podcast, Bucks podcast, obviously, and a Packers podcast. You guys are keeping it busy over there. We are. We're hoping the other two teams can you know, be as competitive as the Bucks going forward, which we haven't really seen yet, but hey, Big news for the Brewers, Packers, they can turn it around. We'll see, but thank you for having me. You betcha. Always fun to have him on. He is Ty Windish joining us here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Of course, anytime we talk Bucks basketball, it's presented to you by your local pick-and-save stores here on 1250 AM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.